engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holy Half Hour. It is your one-stop shop for Christian entertainment, songs, games, quizzes, nonsense. We have it all and we even have Bible facts each week. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Kieran. How are you, my friend? Hi, Michael. I am very well. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, I'm very well. well I'm, I'm still in the house. Um, you know, last week the recording okay. didn't sound too bad, but that does mean that we still have <laughs> no. a baby situation. So I'm trying to be high energy, but slightly yeah. whispery. <laughs> That's good. It's a nice mix. I like that combo. <laughs> high energy, but whispery. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm doing, I'm trying a new thing. How are you? I'm well. I am fine. Back to work this week after I, I work in schools. So uh, I get the school holidays, which is lovely, mm. but it's painful to go back to work as much as I love my job. You know, there's always a bit of the, the Sunday night fear when you know that your holiday's over. So, but I'm past that now and <laughs> I'm fine. Good. I'm still alive. You survived uh, the so, children. Yeah, yeah. It's, everything's okay. Well, that <laughs> aspect of life is okay. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I'm glad Good. to hear it. Well, I've got a lot of fun things lined up for you, Kieran. I know you've got a lot of fun things lined up for me. So, uh, you know, we can celebrate you surviving the Monday uh, with an excellent episode of Holy Half Hour. Nice one. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Holy, here we go again, Batman. Well, Kieran, our quiz this week is... Who's that Daniel? Um, Kieran, as you know, because you've prepared the Bible fact this week, our Bible fact is on the book of Daniel. And uh, I thought it might be fun to see how well you know your uh, famous Daniels. I like where this is going. Okay. So I've I've scoured the the deepest, darkest recesses of Wikipedia. And um, I have basically taken out the name of the Daniel from the first paragraph or so of their description. So I'm going to read out the description, Kieran, and you're going to see if you know which Daniel we're talking about. Okay. Um, How do do you feel? I mean, if you were to say to me what I just said to you, I'd feel a bit nervous because I'm not so good with famous people. Are you you good with famous people? Do you know them well? I think I'm okay with famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what famous Daniels do I know, and I can think of like two off the top oh, of my well, head. Don't say them because they're so, probably in this quiz. No, yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling they might be, but we'll see. All right, well, let's see how well you know your Daniels. Here is Daniel number one, an American composer, singer, and songwriter. He was the singer-songwriter for the new wave band Oingo Boingo in the early 1980s <laughs> and has since garnered international recognition for composing over 100 feature film scores as well as compositions for television, stage productions and the concert hall. Who's that Daniel, Kieran? Wow. I cannot think of a Daniel that's a famous composer, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh... No, not a clue, man. Not I'm going to give you two clues. Okay. First clue is that not all of these Daniels necessarily go by Daniel. 
And the second clue is that this Daniel composed and sang one of my favorite songs from The Nightmare Before Christmas. What's this? What's this? There's something in Uh, here. What's this? Oh, it's Danny Elfman, of course. Ding, ding. Well done, my friend. Yes, indeed. The creator of the brilliant, iconic Simpsons theme, the theme to the greatest TV show in history. Oh, really? I didn't know he did that one. I'm pretty sure that's Danny Elfman. As in The Simpsons. Like the actual theme tune itself. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm almost certain that's Danny Elfman. I think he did the um, early Spider-Man films too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Maybe, maybe he did at least one of them. Yeah, citation needed, but that sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you that one, Kieran, even though I gave you a big old clue. But, mm. uh, you know, we're here to have fun. So here's Daniel number two. A British actor who began his acting career as a teenager <laughs> in improvisational theatre. He subsequently portrayed Posh Kenneth in the first two seasons of the British television series Skins. He also co-wrote some of the episodes. He was particularly praised for his leading performance in Sucker Punch at the Royal Court Theatre in London after he won both the Evening Standard Award and the Critics Circle Theatre Award for Outstanding Newcomer. So, he was in Skins. He was in Skins. I, I thought I knew who it was until you said Skins, and mm. now I'm uh, <laughs> really not sure. I can give you an additional clue if you'd like. P- please, yeah. Okay, here's your additional clue here and This Daniel achieved a career breakthrough after starring in Jordan Peele's popular horror film Get Out, which garnered him a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Actor. This was followed by roles in Ryan Coogler's superhero film Black Panther, Steve McQueen's heist film Widows, and Melina Matsuka's romantic road crime film Queen and Slim. I know exactly who you mean. He's the, the terrifying guy in Widows. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I was so freaked out by his character. I thought he was uh, <laughs> just uh, brilliantly portrayed, but I never want to see that, uh, see it again. Uh, it was too unsettling. But anyway, I I don't know the guy's surname, but he's he's brilliant. Uh, but well, I don't know his surname. His, well, I know his name is Daniel. <laughs> that's I, true. I can give that's you that true. much, Michael. I can the, offer you the, that. The listeners at home are <laughs> shouting. At their podcast <laughs> devices, I'm going to give you a, uh, yeah, yeah, and fair. tell you that it was it, his name is Daniel Kaluuya. Ah, so okay, okay, not yeah. bad. One and one, Kieran. Here we go. Daniel number three was an English trader, writer, journalist, pamphleteer, and spy. He is most famous for his novel Robinson Crusoe, published in 1719, which is claimed to be the second only to the Bible in its number of translations. He has been seen as one of the earliest proponents of the English novel and helped to popularize the form in Britain with others such as Aphra Ben and Samuel Richardson. Who's that Daniel, Kieran? Pamphleteer is a great uh, job. <laughs> name for, it's a great title for a job. Pamphleteer. I'm a pamphleteer and a spy. Pamphlets away! <laughs> Do you know uh, this, Daniel? Well, I should. It's embarrassing that I don't know who it is, <laughs> the author of Robinson Crusoe, because of course th- this person I don't think goes by their actual name. They have an author. They have a pseudonym, right? They have an author's name. Um, I'm guessing it's a definitely uh, a very similar name to their what they were okay. born as. Okay. 
Uh, dude, I don't know. I've got a clue I, for I, I you. I, I don't okay. know. If, if I give you a clue and you still don't get it, will that make you more sad? I'm not sure. <laughs> let's let's have the clue and then you know we can we can creatively edit around uh, <laughs> this daniel's initials are d d mm, i'm gonna put you out your misery i, I here. really don't know i can't recall the name this daniel is daniel defoe kieran Daniel oh, okay, then I had no idea. That's, uh, <laughs> that's comforting. I, ne- I don't think I ever forgot that information, oh, okay. Michael. I think I never knew that, so I feel oh. slightly better. That's okay, um, then. I feel bad yeah, for yeah. thinking you should know it. Um, Daniel <laughs> Foe, he was born, but changed to Daniel Defoe. Right, right. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, there's six questions in this quiz, Kieran, and you are uh, one for two, one for three. I don't know how that works. One day I'll learn. Um Daniel number four is an American actor, comedian, director, producer, and screenwriter. He gained prominence for his portrayal of taxi dispatcher Louis De Palma in the television series Taxi, which won him a Golden Globe Award and an Emmy Award. He plays Frank Reynolds on the FX and FXX sitcom It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I believe we're talking about Danny DeVito. You know that, Danny. Um, well done. Yes, it is Danny DeVito. All right. Two, yeah. two, two more to go. Are you ready for your next Daniel? Yes. This Daniel is a Wild West character in the now defunct British comic magazine, The Dandy, and became its mascot. He made his appearance in the first issue, which was dated the 4th of December, 1937. He is apparently the world's strongest man able to lift a cow with one hand. The pillow of his reinforced bed is filled with building rubble, and his beard is so tough he shaves with a blowtorch. Who's that Daniel? I believe that would be Desperate Dan. (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed Desperate Dan. All right, you've got three right, two wrong, so you can only draw or win at this point. So here's the last one. This Daniel is an English film, television and stage director and producer. He's known for his work on films including Shallow Grave, Trainspotting and its sequel T2, Trainspotting. The Beach, 28 Days Later, Sunshine, Subdog, Millionaire, 127 Hours, Steve Jobs and Yesterday. Who's that Daniel, Kieran? It's Danny Boyle, of course. Of course it is. (laughs) Nice. Well, Kieran... You know, there was a few hiccups in there, but in the end, it turns out, you know, your Daniels pretty well. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I, apparently I do more than I, more than I thought. <laughs> Apart from Robinson Crusoe dude, Danny, yeah. Dan Daniels. Danny Dan Danielson. Or, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Daniel Defoe, yeah. Well, let's hope that you know the biblical Daniel as well as these Daniels, Kieran, so we can look forward to an excellent Bible fact later in the show. I hope so too. Who unlikely worship songs? Unlikely. So, Michael, I know I, I know I say this a lot these days, but uh, <laughs> this unlikely worship song—not really a worship song. <laughs> what? Not really. Very much to do with worship music. Except tangentially, very tangentially in the sense that it relates to this podcast, which is <laughs> about Christian stuff. So there you go. So, nice. 
So basically, Michael, I so enjoyed doing a little remix last week mm. for of, of the show in honor of our one-year anniversary. We've been making the show for a year, folks, if you just joined us. Who knew? Uh, I know. And uh, so I decided to do, uh, to do another one. So I've done another wee remix of the show because there was another little clip that I just couldn't resist turning <laughs> into a wee a wee tune. So uh, have a listen, Michael, and see what you think. All right, I will do. I'm putting my headphones on, and here we go. You've you've named this song Yar Har. <laughs> so let's have a listen. Sure. Daddy, why do you only why do you have an eye patch? <laughs> Well, uh... Rawr, my son. Rawr. <laughs> Gather around and I shall tell you a tale. Those houseplants be treacherous things. Here be plants. The plant was mighty thirsty. And it took me eye. What a world. What a world. Rawr, my son. Rawr. <laughs> Gather around and I shall tell you a tale. Those houseplants be treacherous things. Here be plants. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> the plant was mighty thirsty, and it took me eye. Daddy, why do you have an eye patch? Oh, nice, Kieran. One of our one of our famous bits there. <laughs> I, I always enjoyed that little riff. That was from like season two, episode four, or something, folks. I, I can't remember exactly, but I went season back season two, the episode three, Captain Plant. Episode Eye. three. Mm. Ah, there you go. What what a pro. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I just thought I'd dig that one up, folks, and turn it into a little musical nugget for the show. So <laughs> it's really not nothing more than another ridiculous jingle to add to the pile that I've made. But there it is. There it is. Uh, maybe we need. Maybe this needs a different segment on the show. <laughs> maybe it doesn't deserve. It doesn't even deserve your unlikely worship songs jingle. Maybe we should call it something else. Kieran then I doubt about that the listeners. Kieran's done previously. I, I, exactly. But then I, I doubt that listeners want to hear me remix something from the show every week. No. So probably. I mean, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's definitely good. I mean, and in this case, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Michael and Kieran Michael and Kieran Michael and Kieran Michael and Kieran Okay Kieran, you and I were talking before the show and we've decided to take it in turns to kazoo a tune each week which I'm very excited about but mm -hmm. uh, it seems we only just decided that and you have to actually find where you've hidden your stash of kazoos um because i mean i still haven't found them folks yeah i mean it's like that scene in stand by me where he buries the the jar of pennies underneath the porch have you seen that <laughs> have you seen that film I, I, I haven't seen that film i'm afraid That's i know i know one of my it, favorite but... films of all time so i demand yeah, you go watch i hear it. it's good um but uh you've buried somewhere in your house a bag full of kazoos i mean you you talked a big game a few weeks ago saying that you had like at least 50 kazoos yeah, well, I think uh, I have like, two, you know. I certainly have two dozen, I think, <laughs> kazoos in my flat somewhere. 
I mean, prove it though. Yeah. The people demand to hear you kazoo, Kieran. So by next week, what? you better find those kazoos. Well, I, I think I left them underneath the, the Ming vases and Fabergé <laughs> eggs in <laughs> in the rumpus room. Yeah. So I will <laughs> we'll have a, a route around in there and see if I can find them behind yeah. the Dali paintings. I think that's, yeah, like, that's where I put them. You, uh, yeah. Dali famously painted those melting kazoos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, so in the meantime, you've got to pick a number between one and a hundred, and I'm going to kazoo you a worship song, and mm. uh, you're going to see how quickly you can guess what it is. So, uh, all this talk of kazoos, ladies and gentlemen, but if you're just joining us for the first time, I've got the CCLI worship top 100 list. Kieran's going to pick a number, and I'm going to kazoo that song, and he's going to see if he can guess it correctly. And you're going to see if you can beat him to the punch, and see if you can get it quicker than he can. So, Kieran. What number do you want? Bring it on, listeners. Come at me. Today's number, Michael, I think will be number three if we haven't done three already. Oh, we've not done number three. And uh, this will be a good one. I think you'll get this quickly. And uh, it's going to be a test to see if you can get it quicker than the audience at home. So here comes number three. Stop. Oh, Kieran, it took you two lines. Mm, to be, to be honest, did. that was not my strongest kazooing. I felt a little bit dry mouth. So if you get this oh, right sure. after two, then it's a good shout. What, what do you think? Well, yeah, I'm not totally certain, but I think it's um, Oh, Praise the Name. Mm. Oh, no way. So I'm going to put that down to my slightly dodgy kazooing. And I'm going to go straight. I'm going to clear my throat. And I'm going to go straight to the chorus. Okay. So here we go. Yeah, that's the one. Took me till like two thirds of the way into the chorus to realize why it was. Where you're like, oh uh, no, I'm not going to know it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) really, (laughs) really stumped by that one. But it is, of course, Cornerstone by Hillsong. Classic. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah, Mm. that was actually. because it's a lot of buh, buh, buh. It's kind of hard to really give the melody to that. Yeah, um, and I imagine that's a tricky one because it's. I think moving stepwise with the kazoo is quite mm. difficult because I tried to do Forever by Carrie Job mm. last week. Well, that was gargling, to be fair. But well, even on the even kazoo, more I difficult. think it's... Yeah, even on the kazoo, I think it's, it's difficult to do melodies like that when they mm. don't move very much. It's almost yeah. easier to do a tune that jumps around more. Yeah, for sure. But you got there, Kieran. Once I once I shaped up my kazooing, so uh, good job. But yeah. listeners, did you beat Kieran this week, or were you equally stumped by my shoddy kazoo work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost certain they did better than me, but we'll see. Well, I'm excited, Kieran, to see uh, to hear you kazoo next week. Oh, it's gonna be great! Uh-huh. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Until then, the top 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 three three three. 
I'm going to guess what they are. Uh, are we on rhyming things? Yeah, rhyming things. Is that our things. current mm-hmm. theme? I yeah. think it's going to be... Um, moon, June, and Spoon. Am I right? Let me just write that down for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that there are many spoons in the in in the Bible. Well, that might oh, be one or you, two. You'd surprise yourself with the number of and spoons men- in the Bible. Q. Mentions of the month of June must be very slim as well. <laughs> I suspect that might be quite slim. <laughs> Well, Kieran, it's time for this week's top three. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are joining us for the first time, the top three is three words in the New International Version of the Bible. I have searched these words exactly in quotation marks to find out how many times they appear. Kieran has to rank them from highest to lowest. And at the moment, we're doing rhyming words, aren't we, Kieran? We've had some great ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, your rhyming words this week are disease... Please and seize. <laughs> so, That's disease, good. please and seize. How many times do you think these words appear in the Bible, or at least can you rank them in by the number of times they appear? What do you think, Kieran? Um, hmm. I think pleases is probably a fairly common word, but mm. it's not pleases. It's please. Please, yes. Yeah. So, I, this is a tricky one, man. I think probably mm, maybe disease is the most common mm. of the three. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go disease, please, seize. Oh, the from, order I said mo- them in. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that from most to least, but I feel because it's the order you said them in, that, that <laughs> feel, it makes me even less confident that I'm right. No, that's that happened right. before. That's happened before. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So you're locking in disease most, then please, then seize least. Yep. All right. Let's see what the sound effect department says. Oh, I'm it's a bad day for Kieran. Well, I mean, you've had worse. Um, <laughs> it's actually please, which is the, the most numerous. Oh, okay. 118 okay. mentions in the NIV. Then yeah. disease and seize are quite close. Disease is next with 39. Yeah, yeah. And seize is last with 31. So okay. you were right okay. in the, that seize was the least, but please was more okay. than disease. So it goes please, mm. disease, and then seize. Right, right. Fair but, enough. Uh, but good effort. Thanks, man. And uh, I look forward to next week when I use the words moon, June, and spoon. (laughs) I've got more. Uh, Dog, flog, and cog. How about that? (laughs) Man, if there's a mention of a cog in the Bible, I'm going to be so amazed. (laughs) Or slug, chug, and jug. I don't know why I'm doing this quiz. I mean, you should take over. Feel free to write any of these down, Michael. (laughs) These are all gold. Gold. Oh, here here we go. This has got me on another another inspiration line. Gold. Fold and cold. There you go. These practically write themselves. (laughs) I don't know why it takes me so long each week to come up with all this nonsense. Apparently I could just bash out in two seconds. (laughs) Bible facts coming at ya with some 
Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran. With some Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran. With some Bible facts. Well, Michael, our Bible fact for this week comes from the book of Daniel. And it's been fun to revisit Daniel, albeit briefly. Yeah. Uh, in in preparation for this, because uh, it's uh, an incredible book mm-hmm. and lots of inspiration and encouragement in there. And um, my church went through it chapter by chapter uh, a year or two ago, and it was actually really uh, encouraging and uh, and uh, very interesting. And anyone who's uh, familiar with the book of Daniel will know that in the first few chapters, you've got stories about Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then from about the midpoint onwards, you get into the really uh, kind of out there prophecy stuff, <laughs> mm. which is really interesting and has a lot of different layers of meaning. Um, but uh, what I want to focus on today, Michael, uh, is really two kind of vignettes from, from Daniel. Two different stories, two different situations involving Daniel and, and how he handles them. And I want to kind of compare and contrast these mm. um, and, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts on it too. So I wanted to read these two passages from Daniel, but due to copyright reasons, and I'm not really sure how much of a Bible translation you're allowed to read out on a podcast, uh, I'm going to just summarize these. Uh, but listeners, you can look them up. I'll give you the references uh, if you'd like to read through these yourself and uh, refresh your memory. Um, so for the first one, we're going right to the beginning of Daniel, to chapter 1, from verse 1. And uh, Daniel and his friends, compatriots, uh, have been taken into the service of the Babylonian king because uh, the people of Israel and Judah have been uh, exiled. Mm -hmm. They find themselves in Babylon. Um, And Daniel, along with some uh, other guys, are chosen to be essentially courtiers, you know, kind of servants of the royal household in various roles. The Babylonians choose the the best and brightest, if you like, from among the people to uh, serve in the king's palace. Uh, And they basically take them and train them up in the ways of the Babylonians, get them, you know, acclimatized to the culture, all of this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you'll know, Michael, that in this account, there is a moment where... um, the king assigns uh, kind of a food and wine ration, daily amount of food and wine to to these guys, these mm-hmm. trainees. Um, and Daniel uh, doesn't want to eat the royal food and wine, uh, really, as a as a matter of purity. He mm-hmm. uh, wants to remain set apart for for the Lord, which in this case means not eating uh, certain certain food or drink. Um, and basically, Daniel has a has a conversation with the royal official who's in charge of his group uh, and effectively persuades him and says, hey, look, you know, g- give us a chance. Give me a chance to try a diet of, of, of vegetables and to only eat, have water to drink. And, uh, you know, if I, if I get sick and I'm too weak, then you can swap me off of the diet. But if I'm stronger and healthier, then then hey we'll we'll carry on with it essentially obviously mm. i'm heavily this is heavily paraphrased but uh so daniel does that and and the royal official is convinced to um allow him to to go ahead with this diet and so he uh he does that 
as a way of honouring God. Yeah. Now going to jump to chapter 6, where uh, there's another passage that I'm sure uh, many of our listeners will be well familiar with. Um, King Darius has been... Uh, has issued a royal decree that uh, anyone who prays to any god or human being uh, for the next 30 days, except the king, will be thrown into the lion's den. And his officials, court officials, kind of trick him into making this decree because mm-hmm. they want to catch Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so King Darius puts the decree into writing. Uh, Daniel hears about the decree uh, but regardless, he goes home, goes to his upstairs room, uh, which faces towards Jerusalem, and three times a day he uh, continues to pray and give thanks to his God. Hmm. Um, so those are our two little vignettes from from Daniel. Um, in the first one, Daniel wants to take a stand for his faith as a matter of conscience, remaining set apart from for the Lord in, in the things that he eats. But he does it in a sensitive and respectful way. Mm. He negotiates a resolution that allows him to find favor with the Babylonians, but also honor God. And in the second excerpt, we see that when it comes to the core of his faith, his relationship with God, he's not willing to compromise. He's essentially been told that he can't communicate with God. He's not allowed to pray to him. But he quietly and respectfully, I want to emphasize, continues to do it anyway. So clearly Daniel is willing to die for his faith. But his wisdom, I think, is in knowing what is worth dying for. Mm. And I I think this is a great model for us as Christians, that in this world that's not our home, because I would argue we are in exile here, in a Mm. sense, in this life, um, we are called to share the joy of knowing Jesus with those around us. But God allows us to be creative in our expression of that, I think, to be culturally sensitive, Mm. but with faith at the core. You know, a real relationship with God that is a light and encouragement to those around us. And I, I think this is a, a really uh, interesting thought right now because, well, it's it's cliche to say this in current year. Um, but I think that church can sometimes be known for what it's against more than what it's for. Mm. And I think that Daniel gives us a great example of boldly living a life of faith without having some weird axe to grind about the state of the world, you know? And I think that's very encouraging and an important reminder for for Christians right now. Mm. Um, Of course, we we can and should be moved by the state of the world, the injustice and the greed and so on. Mm. But it seems to me that the biblical way to fight back is to fight back with joy in the Lord. Mm. And um, I I think I've forgotten that a bit recently. And so reading a bit of Daniel again was a a timely reminder for me as I was preparing this. Yeah. Um, what what do you think? No, it's great, man. I think it's a great thought, and it's uh, it's definitely interesting as as you bring to our attention to think about what it is that that Daniel takes a stand for, you know, and compare that to what we take a stand for. Mm. And we, uh, you know, we uh, we think about Jesus preaching Sermon on the Mount, Matthew six thirty three. I think it is. I'm just going to check to make sure. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, it's really famous and I'm glad that I knew it was Matthew 6, 33 because I have a bit of a, a bit of worry. <laughs> nice. If I'd said the wrong thing there. But the point is that 
Daniel takes a stand and is willing to risk his life for his relationship with God, you know, and because he knows that everything else comes from that, you know, he knows that Mm. he's been shown Mm. favor because of his, because of his relationship with God. He's, he knows that he's able to interpret the King's dreams and which has saved his life on a number of occasions in, in the narrative of Daniel because of his relationship with God, his closeness with God. You know, everything stems from that. And therefore, that's what he's going to fight for. And I think you're right, you know. We're known for what we don't do often as Christians or what we don't approve of rather than what we do do uh, and what we what we are passionate about. And, uh, mm. you know, are we willing to, to stand and put our life on the line for the right to, to spend time with God? I think most of us aren't even necessarily always willing to to put our hobbies on the line or to, to prioritize our lives differently in order to spend time with God. I know that I struggle with that personally. You know, I, there's not very many weeks that go by where I'm like, yeah, the thing I did the most was prioritize my relationship with God. And, you know, I really sacrificed a bunch of other things in order to, to prioritize my relationship with God. You know, I, Mm. I, of course, pray and read the Bible and, and spend time with God every day. But most days go by where I still have that kind of feeling where I'm like, oh, man, I didn't do that as much as I wanted to. Not because I feel guilty, but because I actually have this longing in my heart to be like, oh, man, I really would have liked to spend more time with God today. So, yeah, that's what Daniel stands for. And, and all the good things and all of the important parts of his journey come from that closeness with God. So it's good. It's a good reminder, man. Uh, challenging for me to hear, but also important for me to hear. So hopefully, it's challenging and important for our listeners as well. Yeah, I mean, challenging for me as well, bro. Especially what you said there about uh, you know that that desire to spend time with God coming not from a guilt about not doing it enough, but from just a real longing and an overflow of a desire to mm. to spend time with Him. You know, um, that's a powerful challenge as well. Yeah, for sure. How often am I in that place, you know, where my, uh, you know, efforts to spend more time in God's word are are driven primarily by a desire to be with him rather than a feeling of, oh, I should probably be doing this more. Mm. (laughs) Do you know Mm. what I mean? So, yeah, more more of uh, the work of the spirit in my life to that I would more and more desire to spend time with him, you know, and that that would be my primary motivation. Yeah, for sure. That's good, man. Appreciate your appreciate your sharing. Likewise, man. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for in this week's Holy Half Hour. We hope that you have had a good time spending some time with us. We love having you along for the journey of this podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for getting in touch. Hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. Thanks for following us on our social media at Holy Half Hour. And thank you most of all for listening. Thank you, Kieran, for being here. Likewise. Thank you, Michael. And yeah, thanks, listeners. We appreciate you. And uh, if you've been listening for a while or if this is your first one, thanks for for stopping by. And um, we will catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye-bye.